0: you're listening to CNC Sports replay. Oh my gosh, why do I do this to myself? Ugh. You're listening to CNC replay. I'm Chris. I'm Noel. <laughs> I'm Corey. <laughs> why is our our pod our 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 <laughs> social media is CNC Sports Pod. So I so badly always want to
1: say sports and I always do because I
0: I'm terrible. <laughs>
1: because we're the lowest budget sports podcast out there and we couldn't afford to buy our own tags. That's why Woo. <laughs> literally I think our budget is what our mics, Whatever probably, mics cost. Yeah. Our mics were like 30 bucks or something like that. And like, I don't know, some like, I guess bananas and, you know, food to keep it going or something like that. I don't know. The water run about an hour. A, a uh a podcast budget of sixty nine dollars. Yeah. We really
0: we pretty much run one hour per the granola bar. So it it's it's not that hard. It's really not that hard. Sorry about that. Wow, what a couple of weeks. Uh sorry that we missed last week's episode. Uh, Chris almost you know, died. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> That's why life's been life's been fun uh we're all we all were quite busy and uh myself particularly and so we decided to push it till one more week and i'm sorry to keep everybody waiting whoever's out there listening uh we have a lot to talk about now though because it's been two weeks <laughs> so i believe we're starting off with two the, weeks the good old detroit lions oh boy. our favorite our favorite team from the city of detroit am i right
1: no, our yeah. our our most lovable of losers. Except we don't really love them. We kind of hate them all the time. Have, but haven't won a, a playoff
0: game since Barry Sanders like, era. Yeah, I think it's been
1: what thirty years now, forty years. Four? For, whoa, 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 It was like early nineties or early to mid nineties is the last time. It's like they won. It's like it's like fifty years, right? <laughs> It's like are a you? solid sixty. <laughs>
0: how how old are you, Chris? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> Chris uh, is twelve. But everyone. Yes, I am. I am twelve. But a lot happening in the Lions, and there are a lot of a lot of sad things that are happening. But it, it's it's scary to me when you look when you look at what they have to drop. Especially from a cap space. Uh, also, I am postponing the cap space for this week, guys. I apologize if people actually look out for that, but life's been busy, so I'm going we're gonna push it one more week, and we're gonna do it at the end of next week. Plus, after having two weeks, we have a quite a lot, quite a lot to talk about. But from what I did look at the cap ourselves, and but thankfully everyone in our division, we have to cut back because they dropped the cap space, and it's kind of putting a hard position on a good old Brad and Dan. So we're gonna have to figure some things out. Let's talk about it
1: for sure. I think the first thing you have to talk about is Galladay not being tagged. And I've heard mixed. Yeah. I've heard mixed just the opinions on this um, saying, well, he didn't really want to be here. There were reports saying that he turned down like a huge contract, like 18 or 18, uh, 18 million plus a year uh, uh, during this season when uh, Patricia and Quinn were. And I mean, honestly, I would probably turn that down if I had to play for Quinn and Patricia, but you know, (laughs) but beside the point, it seems like that the general consensus is they didn't tag him because he turned down such a huge deal uh, earlier in the season. Um, So why would you try to tag him, keep him around? But I, I, I I would love to push back upon that and uh, say, why not tag him and try to trade him to somebody else? Um, yep. I, I get everybody is kind of dealing with like cap crunch and all that jazz, but like, I mean, look at a team like the Patriots. They just signed uh Nelson Algalor, um, to a two year, $28 million deal today. Um, you don't think that they would take a flyer on Kenny Galladay for a third round pick this year. So the, yeah the, the whole, the whole thing is that they're going to, you know, once they lose Galladay, they'll get a contempt uh, I guess I can't say the word. I can't pronounce it right now because my brain is fried, but a complimentary uh, third round pick, which basically is a fourth round pick because it's like at the end of the third round for Galladay. So you walk, you get some, you know, mid range talent, but you don't think you don't think you could fetch something for him this year. Cause it's not only that you don't get the pick until like, you don't get the pick this year. You have to wait a full other year draft year to get your pick for Galladay. So, like, I, I just feel like they kind it's kind of given up on him. And I get there's a cap crunch. Every team is restructuring contracts and stuff. Mahomes, like, just, I mean, his, his like, half a billion dollar contract was restructured into a signing bonus so the Chiefs could, you know, um, uh, save some money on the cap. But, like, I mean, couldn't you do that with Goff and, like, try to yeah. keep Galladay or even – even so, if you do that, restructure Goff's contract to keep Galladay um, on the franchise tag and then trade him, you just restructured Goff's contract and you have more cap space to do whatever the heck you want with it. Um, so to me, this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, and I re- do they really think they can't get a third round pick this year for Galladay? Yeah. I feel like... I feel like you could get a second, like a late second. I mean, Galladay is, when he's healthy, is one of the best receivers in the game. I'm not going to say top five, but he could squeak in at 10, nine, maybe. I don't know. Absolutely. So that's a head scratcher to me. Especially with what they're looking
0: to do, too, because we have a lot of veterans on the team, and frankly, we're overpaying a lot of people. Uh, We need that mid-level talent. I don't understand why we couldn't have made a trade for Galladay and then also maybe have like a small kicker. Like, I'm sorry, by kicker, I mean not an actual kicker. I mean, like, you know, maybe a fourth or a fifth or something along those lines of a little incentive. But it makes no sense to me as to why we're just going to just sit there and let them walk. It makes absolutely no sense. But, no,
1: I mean, it, it's, it's tough because. No, it's tough because they're, regardless, let him walk, tag him, trade him. Like they're getting something. They're not going to get nothing yeah. for him. Um, which, but still, like, I, I, it, it just kind of seems like, yeah, we tried. We tried to sign him, but it's a new regime, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I just, it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I can't really put it into words. And you have such a talented everybody in the NFL knows how talented Galladay is and how important he was to the team once he was on the field not not even a sniff not even an attempt to try to trade him in tag and trade now i I, I, yeah. I i'm dumbfounded and i really 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 hope that this isn't gonna be a continual tr- like trend um because mm-hmm. i mean it's the kind of the same song and dance that lions fans have been have been <laughs> going through for the history of the franchise but i don't think it's it, it'll be that way because of some other deals we made uh uh this week for free agency but but still like you have a really really good really talented player and you're just you don't even want to try to make something work so i don't yeah. know it's, it's dumb. quite sad it's dumb yeah. but um i do like what they did with uh romeo aquara um mm-hmm. that news broke today um he signed for three years um and it was a 39 million dollar contract some people are saying that that's a little too much but the man had 10 sacks last year um breakout year for the line pretty good and pretty good um so and and he's he's only 25 so at the end of this contract he'll be 28 so you and in in the nfl on the defensive side i mean you could make the argument that, uh, you know, a pass rusher or defensive end is one of your most valuable pieces that you can have. And you just lock this guy up for, you know, 25 or you just lock this guy up at 25 years old for three years. Um, and he's not even going to be 30 when the contract is done. Um, so he can prove it to himself. Like, Hey, like I think I'm worth more. Okay. Then play that way. Um, and, but you will still have someone who is trending upward in his career, um, to work with, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And, uh, People think that's a little too much for him, but I mean, <laughs> the defense is already bad. And if you're going to keep one yeah. guy, um, why not keep the guy that had double-digit sacks
0: Seriously. and is
1: only 25 years old? Uh, I'm no genius. I'm no mathematician. I'm not Brad Holmes or, or you know, Mr. Bite Everybody's Kneecaps. But um, <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah, and it's true. strange. It's strange because we go from not tagging Galladay, that doesn't make any sense. And then we see a deal like this, and it's like, that's pretty good. <laughs> the, the Lions are an enigma, like they always will be and forever will be. Um, so I don't know. I like this deal. I think I think it could lead to some potential upside for them. And uh if he does well, he's young enough, you trade him for a ton. But I don't know what a ton looks like because unless he like just breaks out and like has like 18 sacks this year, I mean, I doubt that's going to happen because he'll be the only guy on the defensive side of the ball that can do anything. Lord. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, that's that's my biggest
0: concern is we'll just double team him. But again, if, if, if that's okay. Like if we have a player that who, who needs to be double teamed on the line, perfect. That'll sure. least bring up some pressure. <laughs> That would also relieve some pressure for our cornerbacks and make the decisions a little quicker, make the pass corner less accurate. Yeah, I know. That's that's <laughs> we don't playing. have any of those. We are paying, I, I looked we're paying Okuda like seven million dollars. Oh. and he's literally, he's like
1: statistically one of the worst in the league. No, he he makes he, he is, is the worst. The rookie class from this past year, he was the worst cornerback in the draft and he was drafted third overall (laughs) he was the first cornerback taken (sighs) and statistically was the worst in this year's draft i I gotta breathe
0: and yet we're still paying him (sighs) off of his rookie no no
1: nah nah (laughs) i mean you Uh, you would have to think he can only go up i i I, i'm not gonna i'm not ready to to totally throw his whole career away cuz he did have success at Ohio State. He's one of the most highly touted cornerback prospects in you know the past decade. It was a slam dunk Lions needed a corner. Maybe not a slam dunk, they needed other things, but they they absolutely needed to fill a need with uh, in at the cornerback position and um, trading away the best cornerback and one of the best quarterbacks
0: in the league to get, to get the in the league. And waste the first overall draft pick. Oh, I mean,
1: that's the old regime. The, like that's, that's the old regime. We can't worry about that. Um, so we'll be running. We cut uh, Coleman, um, and we cut Agnew, who is like a corner, like wide receiver, kind of, which is kind of sad. I loved Agnew because he was fast. He was a return man. I love the specialists on any team. So like, if you got, if you have, if you have somebody on your team in Detroit that plays like once every, I don't know, like three games and like does something cool, like once in those three games and like, shouldn't be playing in professional sports. Odds are you're going to be my favorite player. So, um, <laughs> I mean, Don Kelly clan represent except Don Kelly is the greatest baseball player that ever lived. So um, that's besides the point. But um, so again, it, it, it all goes back to the lions are cutting the fat. They cut a uh, true font who was abysmal, this past year as well from he was he was on one he was one year removed from atlanta's defense and uh also played for the patriots so shocker um yeah. but they cut him uh they cut coleman um uh, cut a bunch of other guys that were buns um and they're making good moves but then also they just they just kind of throw something in there like the galladay thing and it's like hey we're still the lions even though <laughs> we're making some nice moves. Like we just got to remind you guys, we're still the lions. We still bleed Honolulu blue. So (laughs) those are my thoughts. I don't know what you guys are. And sad Sundays. Noel has been very quiet, but
2: Noel doesn't have any thoughts about
1: lions football. Most of the time, honestly, watching you're probably in a much better place than Chris and I, because I mean, I, I, I just for an example, I was, I was up North, with some buddies, um, it was when the Bucks were playing the Lions, and it was like a Saturday game because that's when college football ended. Um, and we're all we're all Lions fans. Like, I don't think anybody denies that we're not. Um, but I get there, and it's the first five minutes of the game; they're already losing. It's like, okay, big whoop. And then we sit down to finally watch the game, <laughs> and it was they could they couldn't make a stop. I don't think they stopped the Bucks for a negative yardage not like not a sack not a negative yard I don't even think a net zero play <laughs> the the bucks were constantly constantly just gaining yards on every not just like two but like 6 5 um 7 like it it was it was so terrible and it was painful and you're sitting there and Noel's like I don't care and you are in a much better spot for it.
2: That's probably true.
1: I like so, watching I'll, football, but I just don't care I'll all be, that much.
0: When when Sundays roll around, I'm usually with three of my buddies, and we're watching we very hardcore fantasy football players. Yeah, also, that's shout out to cult. My,
2: I'm sorry, it's yeah, like, it is a cult. Whoa, whoa, whoa it whoa, is. Whoa, whoa. It's pretty. Shout dark out up.
0: to Steve, Kyle, and Adam if you guys are listening. But we usually have two TV set up, and one's the Lions game. The other is just like red zone where you can just like watch for the fantasy stuff. Game. Yeah, and I find myself watching the competitive game before I watch the Lions. I I genuinely, it's unbearable. It's absolutely unbearable. And I can't stand it. I really can't. It's it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous.
1: Tie in, because we're in for a couple terrible years ahead of us, ladies and gents.
0: (laughs) I hope, I'm excited. I'm excited because we did sign Mr. Romeo. I'm excited to see Jared Goff, but again, this excitement's only going to last a few games. Really? Oh, I I, I I, have high hopes for Goff. No one is
1: excited to see Jared Goff. Well, that's mean. Jared Goff is a real person. So, Jared, you're probably a really nice guy, but from, I'd much rather see Stafford out there, but I'm – that's beside the point um, and yeah, that and was that that was a deal that needed to be done but still if if you think jared goff is going to bring attention to this team <laughs> we're 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 in for it chris
0: yeah i know well hey at least we can watch the rams games now that's what we'll do get our get our rams stafford jerseys going oh i get our get a rams hats stafford. on I'd get Absolutely. a Rams for
1: jersey, but they're you would, are we so just terrible. need to
2: establish that you would no, get any
1: jersey. No, no. Hear me out. <laughs> the Rams jerseys are by far the worst in the NFL. You can quote me on that. They are. <laughs> awful. But you're still going to buy it. No, I'm not. I can't even stomach looking at those jerseys. It's like they Okay, so the Rams, the Rams in the 70s had the crispiest. I've opened them from the yeah, those are sweet. box. They 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 had the crispiest setup just th- it was sure, classic marshall it was falk. clean marshall falk in the set chris in the 70s yep that was the 70s no
0: chris no, no i'm just kidding i don't know uh, but dude those rams jerseys were pretty clean too i liked those not a lot of people did i love better, than what, those better than what
1: they have. Like so like they've got like the like the the ram like horn going around the numbers on the side they have, like this like crisp like royal blue and yellow action going on the helmet is one of the best in the league and then they like made this like futuristic like weird looking thing like that kind of tried to do the same but it it's like there's like a weird line that's through it that shouldn't be through it and like oh oh like they're like their their white jerseys aren't even white, they're like human bone color or something. Like uh, uh,
2: uh, they're so but hey, if it's human, a stafford. Human it's bone
1: evil. colored. I'm gonna be stuck on that for a minute. Human bone color. They literally call them oh the Rams are wearing their, their bone color jerseys. And it's like, oh, why why would you want to wear that? Good grief. Go back to the classic clean
0: look. What if it said Stafford on the back and 2022
1: Super Bowl Super Still, Bowl patch. Uh if they went the throwback with the royal and the navy I would buy the heck out of that jersey but that's not going to happen that'd be sweet Is it they terrible jersey but yeah. I could talk about jerseys all podcast I should make a jersey podcast that should be our spin off
0: <laughs> I should do that that should be pretty fun Uh next we got the Pistons Speaking of, well, actually, no. The Pistons jerseys are actually pretty okay. They're, but yes, you don't like them? No, I love them. They're classic. Yeah, Jinx, right there. I know, I love them. Bring, bring back the horse. Yes, bring, Bring back the teal horse. Yes. Just a turkey (laughs) podcast.
1: All right, we're canceling the show. It's we're just going to talk about jerseys for another hour. (laughs) Oh, too much content to go over. Oh, Lord, someone needs to ship me. If 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 someone who's listening ships me a size large Pistons horse teal basketball jersey, I don't care. it has to be real because I'll if it's not real, I'll mention you on the show, but I'll make fun of you the whole time. um, Like literally every second I got if someone sends me a real one size large, I don't care if it's Mitchell Ness, Nike, whatever Adidas, who cares if it's real size large? I don't care the player. I will, I, you will be, it, we will change the name of the podcast to this, the CNC, uh, with the CNC replay presented by insert person here, the Michigan State route, because they're the Michigan State Spartans presented by rocket mortgage from now, which is dumb, but that's a different time. <laughs> um, so you do that, I, you will get, you will get naming rights to this podcast. I don't care what the other two say. That has not been promised by the other two of us. Uh, we yes, will discuss I, later. No, 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 no discussion. End of discussion. But anyway, Pistons. We gotta talk. We actually have to get back to our podcast, our regular scheduling, uh, our regular scheduled programming. Mm-hmm. Words are hard, man. I'm on it. I'm on. It. I'm in one today. I don't know what's wrong with me, but you can green tea all day. All right, all right, I'll shut up now. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Blake Griffin, not a Piston anymore. Um, sad. Sad. Um, yeah, that was kind couldn't of... Couldn't trade fun. him either. <laughs> yeah, couldn't, couldn't trade him either. But, I mean, no one no one was going to take him for his contract. Um, no. But, yeah, that's kind of sad because he didn't really get a send-off and he wasn't really playing, which... All part of the business, I understand. Um, um, but yeah, they cut him. Um, and now I think he's going to sign with the nets. If he hasn't already signed The Shams was saying that I think Woj said something about it. Some of the ESPN insiders, um, which basically if you're, if you are a former NBA all-star and you get cut by your team this year, you're basically going to the nets on like a league minimum deal. That's, that's, that's the, that's the party. Um, also I need to chat. I mean, heck, if I made an all-star team, I'd go to the nets. I mean, Durant, I, uh, Kyrie, and uh, James Harden are lighting it up right now. So, uh, yeah. If I, I just got I, bought I, out of my contract
0: and I just had a lot of money, I would go to the Nets and win a Super Bowl or a World Series. Very good, Chris. Thank you. Or a pennant. Yeah. The, That's what are you going for right now? The World Cup. The world, yeah, I'd, I'd play for the World Cup. What else would you do? Uh,
1: Seriously. Probably.
0: Okay, but like, if you're in Blake Griffin's shoes, you still have a a couple of like not uh, decent years. Like, I'm like, you can still play. So why not go to a good team? Like, and just have some fun. You just got you just got a ton of money. Go have some fun.
1: Well, for the for the player that Blake Griffin is, he. I mean, when he was healthy for the Pistons, he, he was great. He was easily the best player on the court for Pistons. Uh, But the problem is his knees don't work anymore. Like many of our knees don't work anymore. Um, And he can't uh, put that production up that he did when he was with the Pistons. So the only logical move is to then um, come off the bench for some team. Cause who, who wouldn't want to form? I mean, look what happened with, completely different playing styles I understand look what happened with Carmelo Anthony I mean his career looked like it was over um but then he went to he he bounced around a little bit he found a home in Portland um with the Trailblazers and he's kind of had a resurgence to his career but he was coming off the bench to start so like I I mean that makes logical sense I mean because if you're the Nets who would you want to have off the bench some some bum um some bum off the bench or Blake Griffin off the bench. Uh, so, uh, slam dunk. Yeah. Blake Griffin. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I, I, I like that. Uh, you know, we got rid of him. not that we got rid of him, Um, but you know, it's, it's anticlimactic to, you know, see him leave and then go sign someplace else. But there wasn't much we were going to be able to do. I think he put, I think he kept money on the table. Like part of his buyout, he gave like a sum of money back. I have to look that look that up.
0: Really? Yeah. uh nice guy.
1: Blake Griffin buyout. Chris uh, entertain the people. While I, while I uh, uh, look this Let up. Let me tell you why I love the Vancouver Canucks. <clears throat> oh, geez. <laughs> this,
0: this is a Detroit podcast. I know. So for all you, for all you fellow hockey fans out there, I know that this is we're talking about basketball. But the first thing in kind of my mind, I, don't, I have a team. When the when the wings are completely out of the playoff picture and the games they are, are no longer fun to, I know, and the games are no longer fun to watch. I choose myself a team, and I have chosen myself the Vancouver Canucks, and let me tell you, have not been disappointed. They're the perfect amount of talent of a team where you know that they're probably not going to win the cup, but they're going to make it entertaining. So I don't feel bad for rooting for them. So my suggestion while Corey looks up this buyout is to find yourself a team to root for once the Red Wings
1: are good and done. At the end of the year. But Red Wings first. Back to the Pistons. Good guy, Blake Griffin. (laughs) Uh, He gave up $13.3 million of his buyout. Holy cow. That's a lot of money and like that's really cool. Like usually like when some dude gets bought even with the Red Wings, some dude gets bought out, they get the they get all of that cash, you know? And Blake Griffin was like, you know yeah. what? You can keep 13 million of this. Like, that's sweet. Like, I think a lot of people were surprised to hear that. And so that that just speaks to the kind of guy Blake Griffin was. I mean, because yeah, how he was treated after he got traded from the clippers like they signed him to this deal um and they're like hey you're gonna be retired a clipper we're gonna we're gonna put your name and number in the rafters and then they like trade him not even a full season later like like Mm -hmm. he he it seemed like he was really grateful to be here and you know given a chance and and, you know he did have some success so giving back 13 million dollars of that buyout is awesome completely awesome to see i love it um and the good news is I have to start looking for our city edition Blake Griffin jerseys because those are going to be on the cheap. It'll go <laughs> it'll go well right next to my Andre Drummond. Oh, Lord. Andre Drummond Pistons jersey. Um,
2: That's one I might actually buy with you because I love those
1: jerseys. I love they're them. They're pretty cool. They do look a, a lot like Denver's city edition jerseys. Like you like look them both up side by side and it's like, huh, these are really similar but who cares about the
2: can i copy your homework sure just don't make it
1: obvious right and there we go all right um but there was another thing that happened with the pistons um i really want to talk about because i looking over these details again i am pretty excited um so the pistons traded Svi kylek and a 2027 yes 2027 we traded a middle schooler um it's a terrible uh, way to say that we traded a middle schooler, along with Svi, to the Oklahoma City Thunder for, uh, I can't pronounce his first name, Hamidou Diallo. Um, that happened a couple days ago. Um, I didn't really think much of it, because uh, it just, like, it was, I mean, Svi was like, okay, he's kind of a sharp shooter type of guy uh, but was also the longest tenured piston on the roster before he was traded. Now that's uh, now that title belongs to Sekou. Um, So that's really funny because Seku was drafted like two years ago. Um, regardless, Diallo is only 22 years old. So he's a year younger than Svi um, and he is trending upward uh, in the league. He's had career highs this year in scoring, rebounding, assists and minutes played so he's averaging about 12 points a game averaging about five rebounds averaging four assists and about 24 minutes um i love this deal i absolutely adore this deal and uh it's another guy that's trending upward um, and I, I was reading on it. Uh, I think who's this? This article is by um, it's by Woj Adrian Woj- Wojnowski. Um, this guy didn't fit with the offensive scheme that the Thunder were having. Who cares? I don't for sure. You just plugged <laughs> in a, another young guy to a very young team um, who is now going to be able to grow with this roster. I I I love it because reading those numbers again. He's averaging 12 points. Yeah. That's phenomenal for the Pistons. Insane. Like, <laughs> what? I think, I, I, and e- even so, it's not just, it's not just a one production, uh, like from this guy. It's, he, he can rebound. He's, he's averaging a, not at the same, but he's averaging one more rebound than assist, um, this season. Um, and he's only 22 years old. Chris, he's younger than you, like, <laughs> and then no, not. you had
0: oh, not yet. <laughs> I still got some. Okay, if I so what you're telling me is in a couple months, if I make if I make the Pistons,
1: yeah, you got a chance. I um, got a chance. You got a chance, but I I I love this deal. I I haven't been able to pay close attention to. Um, the Pistons haven't been able to watch it, but they're playing the Spurs tonight. Um, so I, I'll I'll tune in and see how this guy does. Um, but I think it's a great deal. And we're going to see more deals like this, just kind of, you know, piling up young talent uh, for this Pistons roster. But this guy, again, reiterating, his career numbers are trending upward. And usually when guys are trending upward in career numbers, they just need more time. And on the Pistons you're going to get all the time in the world. So Diallo, welcome to the stones, tear it up, (laughs) become our, I don't know, our next Jeremy Grant. So what do you guys think? Uh, I would like to share something
0: really quick that I just, that I just calculated because I love math. I just want to set it. I just want to set into example, how much money Blake Griffin gave to us. If you took the money that Blake Griffin gave to us and you bought hot and ready pizzas and you put those hot and ready pizzas on top of Little Caesars Arena and then you pushed it northwest, you would hit Spartan Stadium.
1: Like the football stadium or the Breslin? Like the football stadium.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's how much money Blake Griffin gave to us. It is 85 miles worth of hot and ready pizzas stacked on top of each other. Chris, that is how much money. That is okay. how much money. Is, hold Christian. on, is
2: it the pizza in the box or pizza yes. without
0: the box? Yes, no, it is like a pizza in the box stacked. Okay. Uh, so
2: the cardboard box,
0: uh, no, like the pizza is in the box still. Yes, no, I. That's what well, we're, we're really
2: measuring the, the cardboard box because yeah, the pizza doesn't the
0: add to the length of the, the cardboard just box. The value, but yes, that is how much <laughs> money that is how much money Blake Griffin gave us. 85 miles worth of Little Caesar's pizza. How would it gonna take say... you to
2: Google how, how wide a, a pizza <laughs> box was? A Little it's Caesar's a pizza. pizza box,
0: specifically, it's two inches. It's two inches.
1: I was gonna say, I, I, oh, Tall.
0: no, tall. Like you stack it up, like you stack it straight oh, up. Okay.
2: <laughs> I was thinking like end to end, not
0: no, on no, top of I each other. No, I think that's how more impressive that is. It is on top of each other. and You stack it straight up and then you push it over. It will hit Spartan Stadium. Got
1: it. Wow. That is insane. <laughs> you see, I would think that's more impressive without the boxes. I'd be like, that's ridiculous. That is too many pizzas. Um, how many pizzas do you think each Little Caesars in Michigan sells a day? Like I'm enough sure to like, like that. I'm not sure. Enough to get to Spartan Stadium and back? More?
0: Less? I, I don't, don't know. know. I have no idea. How many, no how idea, many but... deep
1: dish? How many deep dish combo mambo's?
0: I can find that out for you. <laughs> Give me five minutes.
1: Do a deep dish combo mambo,
0: <laughs> with a Mountain Dew. I chugged a two-liter Mountain Dew. Alrighty. I think it's I think it's time to go the to wrong wings. Sorry. Yeah, we are getting we're getting off topic.
2: Speaking
1: of little teachers arena
2: getting off topic? We've yes. been here for a minute. Well, do we want to talk about the good or the bad? I mean the good's not gonna it's gonna go real fast.
0: Good, but no, but What? Uh, well it I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> good. The good is
1: the Yeah. The good. Chris, you can, you can
0: go. The good is we're go. losing somebody. The bad news is we're going to probably lose somebody. What? Wait, you're, jump, you're jumping. It's not going to the gonna draft be already. I, oh. I will. Sorry, that's my good, and but probably not
1: good. Could be good, but it's not. <laughs> we're, we're we're very confused here at the CNC replay.
2: Yeah, Chris's no. name on the screen literally says confused right now. So that gives you an indication on where we're at. I'm buns. I'm with having e. a,
1: If it. <laughs>
0: If it makes if it makes any if it makes anybody feel any better, I'm having a good time. This is one of the more enjoyable ones that that we've done, in my opinion. But but also are on, not are you on the sauce? <laughs> no.
2: How empty no, is your I, glass of wine? Is your glass of wine no. right now?
0: <laughs> no, I have not had had that yet. Okay, so mm. I am straight edge people. Sure. I don't actually. If my mom's listening, I promise I'm, I don't drink excessively ever. I hate it. Um, but no, you're looking at me funny. I'm being serious, but uh, I can't stand it. But all the things that I can't stand, Franz Nielsen, um, <laughs> surprisingly, also makes me drink. How that's like wow. a full circle. <laughs> no, I I honestly. I don't know, guys. You, you guys say there's a the good, the like there's good in the future, but I don't know what good there is now. If someone is thinking that there is good now,
2: the the Svechnikovs finally got to play against each other
0: because yeah, it was good.
2: It you know, the rude. hockey gods smiled on them for once. For okay. one day. for <laughs> one day, and then you know, Evgeny got sent back down. Oh. I think I, that was. That did it, you did you guys read the article that I sent you about? them having the same interview, but asked about the other brother is like, what do you admire about your brother? What is like all those different things? It was adorable. It was the cutest
1: thing I've ever read. Yeah, that's fun. It was precious. Evgeny is the more like Andre is the more serious of the two, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Gino is
2: definitely the one with a personality. Like even like I've seen a couple videos of them together, like on vacation and Andre's like reading a book in a lounge chair and Gino's talking to his Instagram followers (laughs) it, the, <laughs> it's hilarious. The older brother is for sure the personality.
1: <laughs> That's good. Wait, is that That's good any for older? us? Yes, huh? he's like he's like way older. Four
2: years older. Four years older. Four.
0: I knew that. I totally knew that. I definitely told you this the other day. I know, and I was totally listening. Chris, still confused. Hi, my name's
1: Chris. Do you, you guys know, know
2: a cool? stat that I read? It's not a stat, it's just a, a thing that I read. Uh, about a half hour before we started.
1: Yes, I like words.
2: Uh Philip Peronic is leading the team in points and has zero goals.
1: <laughs> Oddly enough, that does not surprise me. He has 15 assists. Because, oh, wow. There's there. Just there's,
2: unpack that sentence for a second.
1: There are at least 10 players, not 10. That's probably an exaggeration. I can think of five players right now that have either 15 or have either have more or exactly 15 goals or close to okay. it. i know pa- right. Pavels- mm-hmm. pavelski has 14 goals right now for uh the stars um uh matthews has like a thousand goals this year the guy scores 21. every time he sneeze. yeah so basically the same thing uh mm-hmm. mcdavid does he have does he have 15 17 yet? He's 17. Uh, Dry Sidal. 16. Yep. Okay. So what are we at? We're at four.
2: That was four. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Pavelski doesn't count. Um, okay. So we're at three. Uh, Stamkos isn't close yet. Um, no. I can we'll give he, you a hint. Close.
2: he has 13.
1: Okay. But that's not close enough. That's not Pavelski territory. Um, I think Dustin Brown has like 12 or something like that. He's got like 12 goals. Yep. 13. 13. It's that's crazy. Dustin Brown is a thousand years old. Um, <laughs> one from uh, Chicago. Oh, yep, one Patrick from Kane. Canada. Nope. No,
2: not Patrick Kane. He hasn't had 15 goals yet.
1: <laughs> nope. He's got 30 assists, which is bananas. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes,
2: that is. But Connor uh, David, David's beating him.
1: Yeah. Um, you said one more from Canada. You have one, one more. Sh- you have a Chicago
2: in, and then you have
1: uh, a Habs. Oh, uh, Debrinket,
2: yep. yep. it has fifteen Four more.
1: Uh, and then Canada. Oh, Frank, 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 Frank. It's not. To had a really hot start. He's cooled off. Um, is it is To It's To It's To Wow. Yeah. He's got 15. Yeah. So, so those are all the impressive. ones with fifteen plus. Impressive that Hronik leads this team in assists with no goals, but still, that's. There's yeah, but also Connor McDavid has 35 assists, so he's so good. (laughs) He's so good. That's where we're at. Just watch Connor McDavid highlights from this year alone, and you will be amazed. I saw something where he like no looked in between his legs, went in between the defender's legs, and Drysidle just like was like, "Oh, the 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 puck is on my stick now. I think I'll score," and he scored. Mm -hmm. It was it was stupid stupid what this man does and anybody anybody who says that hockey isn't the most like talented or like it takes hockey is the sport that takes the most skill i will i i cannot Mm -hmm. think of another sport you can come to me and try to make an argument no you no it's you're wrong like what these guys do are ridiculous men's and women's like we talked about the Lamaru twins I think it's been like four weeks in a row now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're just big fans. I'm sure <laughs> I'm on the show. Holy cow! Like, just watching They're like, people like do. I think it was the outdoor game of what Kale McCarr did. Like, he, he, like, was that mm-hmm. ba- he, like, stopped while going he sideways. Was, he, he backwards stopped while going forwards and then immediately went into a backwards skate and was still stick handling the puck and, like, deked around. <laughs> like. Watching that didn't make sense. How can you no. replicate that? I, I was watching I was watching the dumb. Oilers play
0: the flames, and by the beginning of the second, McDavid had a hat trick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely He's insane. Absolutely insane. He's uh, also, you can go you can get it on record, guys. I a formal apology from me because I believe it was two seasons ago. I remember saying to both of you how much I cannot stand Philip Haronick. Like could not stand Phil Perona for the life of me. I changed my mind. He's doing awesome. I love him. A funny. I was wrong. Fact, it's
2: funny that you've chosen this season to come around on him
0: because he's, in my been, opinion, not, he's not been where he usually is. Defensively, he's been pretty not great.
2: Pretty pretty bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will agree. But the points are there now. So Someone that's check his Corsi.
2: <laughs> Chris only cares about points, not about yes. on ice and production. And apparently, not
0: goals
1: either. So. <laughs> Just yes. the assists.
0: Yeah, just the. Honestly, assist. at this point, I would take because we have the the wings have goal scorers. We do. We have Mantha. We have Zadina. If we had like another player, another playmaker, I would take someone who gets higher assists than goals right now. Like I I, I know people. I know. I know. I know. Who's going to put the I puck would, in the net? But if you have a good playmaker, though, you can have the goal be wide open with literally like. Abdul bring Cronwell back on the ice. He can no. probably make that okay. shot.
1: Chris, Chris, here's the th- here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Red Wings did that. They had a team full of playmakers for like twenty five straight years. You know, playoff streak. It was um, awesome. But, but that's because those players chose to be playmakers. Pavel Datsuk could have led the league and goals every year but he chose to be a two-way like you can look up interviews and talk and like say or even like with red wings players like yeah pobs was the most talented guy he could have been an elite goal scorer he just chose to be a two-way player um Mm -hmm. they chose we i love larkin i love what he brings the team i think he is hands down the best player that the red wings have larkin's not an elite goal scorer no, plain plain and simple. He's he's not. He's a great playmaker. He'll score a couple mm-hmm. of goals. He'll lead your team in goals. But to compare him to other goal scorers, he he can't. You can't compare him. Mm-hmm. And oh, when you, And all the playmakers that the Red Wings have on this team are playmakers Ooh. because the, uh, a Bertuzzi, um, a Horonic, obviously because he can't he can't that. put the puck in the net. Um, Manta <laughs> could be a goal scorer, but he's just so inconsistent all the time um and zadina zadina is young enough i think he does have that potential and i always will compare it to a guy like kucherov or yep. a guy like Posternak they they took some time before they became elite goal scorers in the league um and mm-hmm. if you look at uh, zadina's defensive stats this year people are gushing over those like the the advanced defensive metrics and of people in his class he's right at the top so I won't stand for Zadina Slander just yet, because it, it just if you watch him, if yeah, Chris, <laughs> if you watch him play, he looks like a talented player. It it Zadina looks much, much different than a guy like Helm. Like he make-
2: even looks different than he did a year ago. Like you can tell that he's grown so much in the offseason that he had. And we all know that confidence is a big player in his game. And he's not had that for the past couple games. And then he got it back against who did we play that he scored twice. And then we didn't we lose Uh, like he scored twice and then we lost or something, right? It was Carolina, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm just I'm ready for him to. To keep going with the confidence train. And keep scoring and and fill their fucks with nets. To your point, Noel. No, nope, fill been, their nets with pucks. Sorry,
1: puck their nets with Phil. There we go. Right. <laughs> um, to your point, no. I think I think that's a great point. Um, he he also hasn't had a clean start to any season. You know, he's either been hurt. Um, he started this year on the COVID list, and uh, he's bounced back from that. He's been playing pretty well, um, but. Again, we need to wait and see what he does with a full off season, not crazy circumstances, and you know comes into a season healthy. Because when I think that happens and he gets all of that under his belt, I think you're going to see him take tremendous strides. And also, I think mm-hmm. he deserves to be on a line with Larkin all the time. I
0: agree. Yeah, that's my that's my that's my thing. Is like, if could you imagine Philip Sedina on the same line as Connor McDavid? Like Gross. I, I would, I would, I would absolutely, without a doubt, believe that he would be one of the top talked about players there is. You'd be like, oh man, look at this young kid, Phillip Zadina. But the thing is, we don't have that. Like we, if we were to have someone at the same, even like, I mean, you said Patrick Kane is thirty five assists this year. If you have Patrick Kane come up the middle, dish it out, and then have Zadina just like chuck it into the back of the net. People would go nuts, absolutely nuts in Detroit. But we don't have that. He has to take the hard shots now because he knows that there's no talent that we have that should actually do it. Well, the prob- which is the problem is
1: no. I I, I agree. Continue. Sorry. I've- no, no, you're good. You're good. I'm done. No, the the problem is, and then is, another thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the pro- I mean, you're not obviously you're not going to get a McDavid caliber player. You're not going to get a dry saddle Mc, caliber player. You're not going to get a Matthews. But the problem is Larkin as a playmaker could be a top 20 playmaker in the league. Um, But that's it. I love Nemesnikov. I think he's a great number two center for this team. Um, But on any other roster, Nemesnikov would be your third and second center at, at like in a pinch. Um, So all this pressure that's going on Larkin means all that pressure is going on Zadina means all that pressure is going on. Whoever the heck they other, they put on the other side of the wing, whether that's Fabry. And also, again, if Fabry plays center one more frickin' time, I'm going to lose my <laughs> mind. I love Fabry as a player. I love him as a winger. He should be on the wing. He was our goal scorer last year. You brought in Domestikov to play center. Why are you having Fabry play center? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, so that, that those are my thoughts. Get, some, get another... Serviceable playmaker, someone better than Demetrick that comes through the draft. Rasmussen could be that guy, um, yeah. and and he's twenty, so he's only going to trend upward. I hope, but mm-hmm. if he gets comfortable and he can start, you know, taking some pressure off, then that's going to open up more for. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a definite slippery slope, and you know, dominoes falling. But why are good teams so good? It's because all of their players complement each other, and you can't just put all of your you know your pressure on one line. Um, yeah. So, is Valeno going to be playing this year? Not this year. He'll play next year okay. at some point. Yeah, he's still in. He's still in Europe. I don't know where he is. Well, uh, is he the- I'm saying like.
0: I'm sorry. I'm. I mean, when I mean this year, I'm talking about the 21-22 season.
1: Yeah, I think he'll be. He'll be playing. Okay. He's not with the Griffins. He's over injured. Is he in the DEL with Cider?
0: Uh, he's.
1: I think mm. he's in the- is he, I'll find is that he out the. Right in the SHL, bud. Oh, he is okay. I don't know if yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't he? He's not playing for Frolanda, is he? No, he's uh, Rogel. Rogel. Yeah, he's, he's Rogel. SHL. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's Swedish. Yeah, yeah, They he should probably be there. Bolanos with, with Malmo. Yeah, good for them. That's probably the best place they could be right now. But, <clears throat> yeah, um, really. As far as far as the rest of the team, um, again, it's it's the same song and dance. Um, they'll look really good some nights, and then they'll look like the Red Wings that don't have the Every Tantal- other night. Every other night. So the fact that we took three of a possible four points from Tampa Bay on our little home stretch that we had is incredible. Honestly, we, we probably should have won the first game, but that's besides the point. And you had Curtis McElhaney in that for the second game. But the Red Wings scored, what, six goals against Tampa? Like McElhaney was bad, I understand. But still, when on earth have we ever scored six goals against Tampa Bay? Like you, like it's not like, I mean, Vasilevsky is out, but it's not like you know the rest of their defensemen are out, <laughs> like the or like Stamkos was playing, like all these guys, and like it was just like a goal parade, you know. Yeah, Glenn Denning scored, <clears throat> like good grief, let's go. But he's not. Scutcher. Didn't he score on the forehand, front hand too? Yeah, forehand goal, forehand goal. So that's, <laughs> crazy. That that. Curtis Mclaney was down bad that game, but still yeah um and but they're making strides they're playing good some games and they're not just abysmal every night um and now as we're getting later into the season we're able to put a couple of games together because it's like early on it was like we'd win a game then we'd lose six <laughs> you know we go to overtime twice in a row and then we'd lose two more before we get another. So we're putting points together. And not just one point but multiple. Um mm-hmm. progress.
2: Progress. Oh, yeah. Slow progress. and
1: sure. And once we get Blash out of here, it's gonna be great. Gonna be great. great. I mean Waves. we he, aren't he he's done after this year. I don't see how if, it stays.
2: If he's not, we're gonna have it I, we're gonna have issues.
1: We're gonna we're we're canceling the podcast. <laughs> Grab your no, not forks. that it'll
2: just become a Yeah, a a pitchfork podcast, essentially. We're going to
1: LCA.
0: Now we're a little fired up. Let's hear it, Corey. Let's hear about them tigers. Eat them up, tigers. Eat them
2: up. Everyone prepare yourselves for the maelstrom of Corey that's about to happen. Chris and I are probably not going to talk very much during this.
1: Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Take it away, Penny. Oh, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, you do. Yes, I do know where to begin. Again, we know the tire I'll have my hope hopeful optimism at the beginning of the year like they won't be as I've I've said if everything goes right for this team, max 80 wins. That would be pretty that would be pretty hype because their bullpen their bullpen actually isn't god awful. Um uh, it might be one of the strong points of the team um buck farmer has looked awful this spring jimenez has looked the same but like some of their like mid relief pieces like Derek holland is at a pretty solid spring so i think he'll make the team we talked about that earlier um i think their offense or their offensive lineup is pretty good um by good that's a strong i mean that is a weak ter- it's i mean fine it's fine yeah i think they'll be able to score runs It won't be like they can't score ever because I think they do still have some, you know, decent pieces there. <sighs> Boy doesn't look god-awful right now either. So that's helpful. I am every every new day I, I wake up and I realize that Ala Al is still the general manager. And I, I I'll give him credit. I think that A.J. Hinch signing was great. Slam dunk, best manager you could get on the market. Who cares about the – I mean, not who cares about the Astros stuff, but regardless of the Astros stuff, everybody in baseball agreed that A.J. Hinch was the best manager available, and you got him to come for you. So, Al Avila, that's the one good thing I'm going to say about you this whole time. The Tigers traded Justin Verlander three seasons ago. It was a deal that needed to be made, I understand. It's
0: been longer than that, hasn't it? It has to be longer
1: than that. 2018 was his first year there, I think.
0: What? That feels like forever ago. Holy so, cow.
1: So, so, f- f- yeah. No, no, yeah. So, four or five? I can't do math right now. I, I suck at math. Uh, regardless. Yeah. <laughs> 2017, he was traded. 2017. Okay, so it was a longer time ago. Regardless. <clears throat> Franchise legend on a hot streak, Mm -hmm. was still pumping in 100 miles an hour or close to it in the ninth inning like he always does because he's Justin Verlander. He's an absolute freak of nature. You trade him to the Houston Astros for not their one number one prospect, not their number two prospect, but their number three, their number seven, and their number ten. Those players' names were Franklin Perez, right-handed pitching prospect, Daz Cameron, outfielding prospect, and Jake Rogers, who apparently was the number one defensive catcher prospect in Major League Baseball. That's fine and dandy. He's still pretty good defensively. Uh, I'll go in reverse on this. Jake Rogers was the first player to, to play for the Tigers um, in the majors in a Major League uniform. Jake Rogers cannot hit the ball. He can't, he simply cannot make contact with the baseball and that's fine. You can have, you can have catchers. Jeff Mathis is one of those guys. He's not a very good offensive, but he is a phenomenal, phenomenal defensive catcher. And that's why he's on the roster. But this is a big piece of trading a, a franchise cornerstone. And he simply is, it is non-existent in one half of the game. And it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. He's Buns, number two. Daz Cameron played a little bit last year. Took him forever to get his first major league hit. I think he played four, right? It might have been six games before he got his first major league hit. Um, he's fast. Son of former major leaguer uh, Mike Cameron. Daz Cameron has been playing consistently this spring training. Do you know what his batting average is? No. Nope. Zero. <laughs> Daz cameron's batting average is zero he has yet he has yet to it. it's zero he has not recorded a hit I, i'll i'll check oh. today i don't think i don't think he played today i'm gonna double check so before someone gets on twitter and calls me a liar um so oh, he didn't get a hit t- he got a hit today his batting average is in zero i'm gonna check this again so uh where is it? Where is it? He did he play? Did he play? Did he play? Did he play? He did not play. So his batting average is zero. <laughs> that's your that's your second piece to this to this deal. He stinks. He stinks. Can't hit, can kind of field, but we already got a center fielder. We already have uh Victor Reyes who looks pretty good. He could fill in at center field. He stinks. Bad. And your crown jewel. Of, of this trade. Franklin Perez. The number three prospect. Immediately. He gets here. He gets hurt. Does something to his elbow. In two seasons with the Tigers. He pitched like 10 innings. Not good. 10 innings. Two years for a starting pitcher. That's buns. Rehabbed. It takes time. I get that. I understand. But he threw pretty hard. Mid 90s. He pitched today. He barely touch 90 miles an hour. No swings and misses, the ball was flat. Couldn't get anybody out. He was getting tiddied out there. That is your crown jewel for the Justin verland and it gets better. You have 3 guys, you have 0 major league talent from those 3 guys. And the Tigers had the audacity to say that or or the Astros had the audacity to say that uh, we're giving you up too much. Why don't you, you know, Pay for part of Verlander. We paid them eight million dollars for two seasons for Justin Verlander to not pitch for our team because those prospects were too good. Those prospects stink. <laughs> I swear, a coconut could run this team better than Alavila. <laughs> I was, ta- I was talking with my, I was talking with my dad the other day. Shout out Ken Sarcina, the goat. Um, he, he is really, really concerned about Casey Mize. Um, I've been watching Wait, your
2: so- dad or Al Avila? Hold on. No, no
1: Kate, the, my dad, my dad, okay. he's, really concerned about, he's, he's a little bit older. He's 24 years old. So he's a, he was the first overall pick. Everyone expected them to take him. Casey Mize is a right-handed pitcher. He doesn't throw the hardest, but like he was like, "Oh, this guy's a slam dunk prospect." Blah, blah 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 blah. Um Casey Mize has not looked good this spring. Um he got he got tossed around in a couple starts uh against the Blue Jays uh during this spring. And um even last year in his short stint, he didn't record a win. Scooball recorded a win and Scooball was throwing pretty hard. Um and mechanically he's kind of like flailing all over the place. So he's going to have an arm injury. And my dad was saying, it's like um, a general manager who can't make a decision is often the worst because everybody was saying that Casey Mize was this, this, this strong, great prospect. And if you don't take him, you're an idiot. Um, so Al Avila was kind of, his hands were kind of tied, but good general managers also go against the grain a little bit and look to see if there's another player that could be productive. Um, and because he was so scared to make a wrong decision, he went with this guy and maybe he didn't take the time to look into some of the mechanical issues that were going on with him. But regardless, Alavila cannot make a decision to trade anybody on this team when they need to. Matt Boyd was supposed to be this number one left-handed pitching prospect to get traded a couple of years ago when he was effective, when he was a great, when he wasn't having an ERA in the sixes, and then Al was asking the Yankees for Glyber Torres, who is one of the most prolific young shortstops in the American League. And that was the starting point. The Yankees hung up the phone because they're like, you're insane. We're not giving you up this guy. Al cannot negotiate. And when he does negotiate, everybody else in the general manager's offices in Major League Baseball knows that Alavila doesn't know what the heck he's doing. (laughs) Alavila, you are awful. And I do not trust you with any trade here on out. The best pitcher in Tiger's history netted you zero MLB players and you paid for his salary to not play for you. I I challenge you. I beg anybody who's listening, or anybody who is currently listening to me in this podcast right now in our little chat room boxes, to give me a trade that has worked for the Detroit Tigers. Because you want to talk, want to talk about something else? Nick Castellanos that trade, right? Oh, Nick Castellanos was okay because no, we didn't even no no he wasn't because we didn't get Condolario was Candelario was after that. That was it. yeah, yeah. You want to know something? You want to know something? We <laughs> traded Justin. We traded Justin Wilson and Al's son for Jamer Candelar. It took him to trade his own son for him to get one good piece to this trade. And Nick Castellanos, we traded him. Um, where did we trade? We traded him to the Cubs or no. Um Shane Green, that deal. Our our cornerstone piece was uh was Travis DeMerrit. He's now on the Braves. Newsflash: We traded Shane Green to the Braves. We cut Demerit after he spent a couple. Of seasons. So net gain, I think we got Joey Wentz, um, who's who is also buns and some low level pro- pitching prospect for Shane Green. And part of that package is already back with that team. And Castellanos was traded for two pitchers. Outside of the Cubs top 30 prospect list. What? Yeah. yeah. What? Look at the stats that Castellanos had for the Cubs that year. He was ungodly. He was so good. He he hit like 373 for the Cubs. Nothing to show for it. Zero. I'm I'm so done with this man. I don't understand how he still has a job. He cannot make a correct decision. He can't even make a decision. And <laughs> and Tigers fans should be incredibly concerned at next year's trade deadline if we trade Boyd or if we trade anybody of value, because you are not going to get any value in your return whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And the the rebuild the rebuild will be stuck in the mud until this man is out of office. I firmly guarantee that, unless something crazy happens. <sighs> I just uh, he uh, I, I, an, a an toaster a toaster plugged into the wall dropped into a bathtub could run the tigers better than Alavila could. This man is forward? bad at his job.
2: He's he... so bad.
1: Have a contract or is this just like a fire him situation? Oh, no, no. He has a contract. We extended him a couple of years ago. He signed he a five went. year. Con- he signed a five year contract two seasons ago. Oh. That's bad. You, I, you other My than the Hinch, uh, other than the Hinch hiring. You cannot give me one good reason to keep this man. And especially, especially because we do not have or will not have for the rest of Al Vila's tenure, a player with the same athleticism and skill set that Justin Verlander had. And even when we had that, we got zero in return. What makes you think he can trade somebody else who has like half of that value? Mm -hmm. Don't even try. I love the Tigers. It hurts. The Tigers were my first love for, for sports. Uh, the 2016 was magical. I cried when they lost the World Series. Um, I was like, I don't know. I was in elementary school. But it it, it hurts me so, so much to know that, you know, in, in baseball, when crazy things can happen, a team like the Athletics who doesn't have or has a payroll, like – a quarter of the size of of like the Yankees and the Dodgers can go on and make noise in the playoffs. It pains me to know that that even can't be a realistic goal for the Tigers because Alavila is constructing a team that isn't compatible, that isn't uh, competitive at that level. It hurts, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be. Stupid happy-go-lucky kid putting on my Tigers hat, going to Comerica Park every summer because I love this team to death and it physically hurts me to think about deals like that that Alavila is making and he should have been fired yesterday. God-awful.
2: And that, ladies and gentlemen, sums up the entire feeling of Detroit sports fans for the most part. (laughs) Any sport, not just the Tigers.
1: It's Corey. That was amazing, right, buddy.
2: Thank I you just, for that.
1: no, I just, it, it, it I, I, I hope you can understand because Verlander uh, was, is, was, will be your like, idol. My, I, I, if I could, I, I would love to meet Justin Verlander. It's never going to happen. I understand that, but, but my tiger instantly going to the park, whenever he's pitching, you knew something special was going to happen. Um, and to see, to see him get traded hurt, um, but I knew it was for you know the betterment of him. It was really cool to see him win the World Series. Um, but at least when something like that happens, you feel better as a you feel okay as a fan because what you get in return usually ends up being pretty good. We we can't even we we can't even have solace in that. And I got it. They're players. They're real people. They're trying their best. I I understand. We're taking the emotions out of it. <laughs> Those three players don't come anywhere close to a major league valued player. Even if you put all three together, you couldn't get, you couldn't get one, one average major league baseball player. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope I have to eat my words sometime down the road. I really, I really do. I really do. But as it stands right now, they're buns. We're buns. We're all buns because Alavila is buns. (laughs)
2: <laughs> all right well
1: with that ladies and gentlemen <laughs> sorry to so put, for... on... no, put it, for it on it. a sad note I'm, I'm just now i'm sad now I'm, now I'm gonna go to bed sad i might cry well, but well now we'll just have to look forward to next week it is 8 30 you're going to bed no i'm not going to bed okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> <That's sad. laughs> uh calgary's playing edmonton tonight i think that's what i'm gonna be doing tonight we shall see battle for alberta but uh we'll 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 see what happens. But uh I'm praying that Tigers tickets are cheap right off the bat. And uh that way that we can go to some games pretty soon. Hopefully God bless. Well, I need to be you back too. in America. Yeah, it takes me really. a lot to
2: get back over there.
0: Eh, whatever. Come on, cheap Tigers tickets would do it. Come on. I need over. a place
2: to stay. Well, I can I can ask Brecken. That's true. Oh, there you go. There
0: you Easy. Go. We love you, Brecken. Love you. All righty, guys. Heart. For everybody here at the CNC replay, uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, if you've made it this far, we greatly appreciate you. And please stay tuned for next week. And we'll see you later. Deuces.
2: Bye. Don't forget to subscribe.
1: Please.
2: Hey, everybody. This is Noel. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.